Hello everyone and welcome to Listen to This When You're Done Dieting, the place you come to when you're ready to throw those fad diets out with the trash. And we're so happy to have you. Here, we learn about our bodies, our minds, and soul, to then understand how we can heal through food. I am a former world champion Latin dancer, health coach in training, and soon-to-be author. I have been down my own restorative health journey, and now I am happy to be a guide to yours. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Listen to This When You're Done Dieting. I am so excited to speak with you again, and on a new topic, fad diets and intuitive eating. So this is a biggie. For me, this topic is so important as I have had personal struggles with it, but I also know so many other women and also men who have been subjected to this diet culture craze. So what is diet culture? So I actually went, I searched it up. I got the official definition for you guys by Medical News Today. So it's diet culture is a set of myths and expectations around food and weight, which typically equate thinness to health and categorize foods into good or bad types. Diet culture creates a moral hierarchy of body sizes and shapes, which typically idealizes thinness and creates fear and negativity around fat. Oh my gosh, this definition really sums it up. And I love how they used keywords such as myths, expectations, moral hierarchy. And it's so true. The beauty aesthetic of thinness is actually not a health indicator. It is simply a body type that is praised on the web. And that's all. I love how society is becoming more body positive. And I definitely agree that being overweight is dangerous for health in terms of being more susceptible to chronic diseases. However, I still believe we have a ways to go as a culture. And the fact that the weight loss industry is still over a billion dollar industry indicates some crafty marketing and questionable values and ideals about this subject. So marketers, they love to prey on our insecurities. And I should know, I actually specialized in marketing at university. So this marketing of showing gorgeous models promoting these weight loss programs is actually deception at its finest. And I'm sure as I'm saying this, you already can picture that thin model showing her before and after with her tiny waist next to a product of some protein or some shake diet or some new supplement on the market. So actually, most of these models have been retouched, edited and never have actually used the products that are being promoted. So that really plays on our emotions and trust as a consumer. So what I'm going to do with you guys, I'm going to go through some of the main fad diets prevalent in our society today. If you guys have tuned in to my episodes before, I'm sure you already know which one I'm going to start with because it's my least favorite of all, and that's keto. So for those of you guys who didn't tune in or maybe you haven't tried it or you're not, it's just not on your mind so much. 
Keto is a diet where you restrict one of your macronutrients, and that would be carbs. So you're only allowed to eat protein and fat. And it's so difficult. Oh my gosh, when I did it, it was such a long two months. I can't tell you the amount of carb cravings that I've had. Now, the problem that I have with this diet is there have been actual studies done on how long people can withstand fad diets. So this was a Harvard study, and it showed that 50% of people don't last more than six months on this diet. So why would you do it? Because after six months, you go and eat the carbs, you get all of your weight back plus water retention, and your body's not used to eating those carbs. So it completely makes no sense to me, this diet. I Maybe it's just me, but it really didn't work for me. And I know, and these studies have shown that it doesn't work in the long term. So another one of these fad diets is called a detox diet. Maybe you've seen them advertised via gummies or certain teas. And what they contain is they contain senna and laxatives. So basically, these cause you to have bowel movements. The issue with these is that it can cause, overuse of them can cause dependence on your system to have normal bowel function. So some people, when they take them for extended periods of time, they actually can't excrete without taking these. And that's crazy because it it forces total dependence on our system towards these products. And that's really not the makings of a healthy excretion system. The next diet we're going to talk about is one that is still going around today. It's crazy popular. It's the calorie counting diet. And I don't know where we got this number from, but everybody's trying to fit into that 1200 calorie range. And that is crazy. So most men, they need typically around 3000 calories and women about 2000. And that changes depending on your height, your age, your weight your gender, there's a lot of factors that go into play. So 1200 is not a one size fit all. And as I mentioned before, diets are not a one size fit all. Now, the problem I have with calorie counting is firstly, you end up seeing all of your food as simply numbers. And it means that all of the food is basically the same. And the the quality of the food that you're eating is kind of on one playing field when really it isn't. So we're going to actually get into this in my next episode. I'll give you like a little peek preview that not all calories are the same. And actually the quality really matters as some calories will actually feed your fat cells. So this gets you to overeat. um, you, You have increased cravings, stuff like this. So this is why calorie counting and viewing all calories as equal actually doesn't work. There are certain types of foods that spike our say uh, it doesn't uh, work in our brains the same. So basically, it will spike the appetite signals in our brain to send out more hunger hormones and such. So shake diets, that's the next one we're going to come to. I have personal experience with all of these diets, also with shake diets. And this is basically where you replace one or two of your meals with a shake. Now it works for some people. Um, I know that this is also not a great long-term one because at the end of the day, not all of your nutrients you can get through shake diets, especially fiber. When you juice uh, fruits or vegetables, you take out that fiber and you feel hungry soon after. 
That's why this plan didn't work for me. But again, it does work for some people. However, I do have to add that with shake diets and with a lot of these supplements, there's a lot of added sugar, uh, added flavoring, uh, man-made stuff that goes in. So it's not the, the healthiest natural approach that I would recommend. Um, but as I said, different diets work for different people. So I don't believe in food restriction. Here's where we get into intuitive eating. And this is what I love. This is what I live for. So our bodies need all three macros and many micronutrients. We need protein for muscular processes and cell and tissue growth fat for energy and metabolic processes, and carbs as our main energy source and for cognitive function. So restricting whole food groups causes a lack of certain macros and many missed micronutrients, which help with oxidative stress. We're going to talk about that in the next episode, metabolizing food, balancing our systems, cell function, and so, so much more. Or restricting food in general to eat less almost always results in overeating. So you get the opposite effect of what you actually wanted. Our bodies are still programmed as they were many, many years ago when food wasn't as readily available as it is today. So when you aren't feeding your body regularly, your brain will send a whole set of hunger hormones and your body will enter starvation mode. This means that when you finally do eat, you will eat in an out-of-control manner as your body is unsure of when it will receive food again. This is binging at its finest. So this is something I really struggled with. I know a lot of people struggle with it on fad diets and hence why I always suggest lifestyle programs. So this also puts you out of sync and tends to actually cause weight gain. So what should we do to lose weight, improve our health, or simply get back in tune? Or let's do all three. So first things first, give your body some appreciation. This I really struggled with, but once I started to learn more about nutrition, I truly appreciated all the things our body does. So your body digests, excretes, grows, repairs, and restores itself without you even having to think about it. That is crazy. Your body has an inner wisdom as to what it needs. And I always say, listen to your inner baby Yoda. So the problem is that nowadays we can't tell what our bodies need because we are out of sync. So this is actually caused by stress, bad diets, overeating, adrenal fatigue, poor sleep, poor mental and emotional health, and many more. So I'm going to give you some tools now as to how you could get back in tune with your body. Yeah, try a couple, see what works for you. No pressure on trying all of them. These are just some great tools to have in your toolbox. So firstly, stop eating when you feel 80% full. So actually, your brain takes 20 minutes to kick in that it's full. There's a time lag there. And many of us eat until we feel 100% full. And then we feel 20 minutes later uncomfortable. That's because we've overeaten. So stop at that 80% mark. 
Another great tool to have is feel comfortable to leave food on your plate if you're full. And I know this gets away from those childhood memories of your mom telling you to finish your food, but it's not healthy for our bodies to actually have extra food and extra glucose and extra calories in our systems. The third tool, pay attention to your thirst cues. So actually when we're hungry and when we're thirsty, our brain gets that same signal. So many times we'll go for a snack when really our body just wanted some water. So I always suggest to all of my clients is have a drink of water, wait 20 minutes. If you're still hungry, it means you are really thirsty. Um, and you should drink water throughout your day so that you don't have these mixed up cues. And if you want, this is an extra, eat hydrating foods. So this is melon, pineapple, coconut water, watermelon. These are all so great for keeping your hydration levels up. So number four, eat whole foods and crowd out processed ones. So processed ones are extremely high in fat, sugar, and salt, and they're so palatable. So this is why with my clients, I always suggest to crowd out the processed ones. You are going to go through withdrawal. That's normal. But one way to get around this is actually if you add in more fruits and veggies, more whole grains, more whole foods, and that extra fiber, that extra goodness, you're not going to be as hungry and therefore slowly and slowly you will decrease your processed food intake. So you kind of get around that food withdrawal. So that highly palatable processed food, it messes up our brain's messaging system of when it is full and then we eat out of control. So imagine you open up a bag of Oreos. Right? I imagine you can't stop at just one. I remember many a time where I open it up and I slowly take one, put it back, take two, put it back. And soon the full Oreo bag is done. And that's exactly what these palatable foods are designed to do. They're designed to make you eat more and more and therefore buy more and more. So high amounts of these also mess up your gut microbiota. So that involves the signaling to your brain and your gut-brain connection. So this is actually a little sneak peek into the book that I wrote. Um, your microbes actually have a quality and they're all talking to each other in your gut and then they communicate with your brain. So the quality really depends on the quality of food that you're eating. So I'm not going to get into this. You have to read it in my book. Um, and yes, that's all I'm going to say about it. So number five, don't eat when experiencing negative emotions. So this causes emotional eating patterns. And we actually then associate in our subconscious those foods to negative situations. So for example, many of you guys have heard the stereotype of when you grab a bucket of ice cream after a breakup. That food is associated with a negative emotional experience. So every time you have that uh, ice cream, you're going to feel that pull back to that negative pattern. So if you're in a negative mood, I suggest trying to change your mood by eating in a social setting. Invite a friend over or go somewhere where there's a lot of people or go out in nature and eat your food there. And that will already just shifting your place will shift your mental state.
Another option is you can first de-stress before you eat. So go for yoga, have a hot bath, play some high energy music, go to the gym, move your body, and then eat. So number six, notice when your body is craving bitter, sweet, or salty. So this is really interesting. I also talk about this in my book. In oriental practices, food is categorized by flavor. It's associated to an earth element and an organ. And this was so fascinating for me to read about because I've always been intrigued by oriental medicine. For some reason, I feel like they got it right on that side of the world. So I'll give you an example. The taste of sweet. That is associated with earth as an element, and that is tied in with our digestive system. So this flavor, it helps with digestion, with metabolic processes, and your body is indicating through these cravings of what flavors they're looking for, how to heal through which food it needs. That is amazing to me. Our, as I said, that inner baby Yoda, it knows what it needs. So this I will get more into in my book as an added section at the end. So number seven, experiment with your dairy and gluten sensitivity. So I say this because everyone is different. Not everyone has dairy or gluten sensitivities. I, for example, definitely have a dairy one because it's a very hormonal liquid. But gluten for me is no problem. So there is, however, an increased gluten sensitivity in the population, and that's called celiac disease. So both dairy and gluten, they can cause low-grade chronic inflammation, and this throws off bodily cues as it tries to repair itself. And I anyways recommend, even if you don't have a dairy sensitivity, try to use dairy alternatives anyways when you can, because Dairy is literally a hormonal fluid. It's meant for baby calves. It's not meant for humans. And many times, more hormones are actually added in addition to the hormones that already exist in milk. Um, and that causes more imbalances in your system. And then my eighth tip, assess whether you are simply bored. So whether you're engaging in mindless eating, which is you know, when you're sat in front of the TV and you want some chips and then you want something sweet and then you go for some popcorn and, you know, that's just simply mindless eating to pass the time to do something while your brain is focused on something else. Or on the other hand, if you actually need that nourishment through primary food. So primary food, uh, it as I mentioned in the, the last episode, it depends on your physical activity, if you need to go out in nature, your home environment, relationships, joy. So maybe you need nourishment not on your plate. You're looking for it in other areas of your life, and maybe something is not fulfilling you. So you're seeking that out in your food. So that's a really, really big topic. I'm not going to get into all of that. That's a lot to unpack, and it really depends on you and your situation. But you should take a look at that, and you should really think about, okay, maybe I have some, in the last podcast, for example, I did a scale from 1 to 10. If you did your rating, maybe you'll notice some areas are lower, and maybe you need to improve that to then improve your relationship with food. So more on that, I'm sure, in coming episodes. Number nine, 
honor your cravings and know that as your body is getting back in tune, that you will have missteps and you might overeat at times. That is completely normal. You are getting back in sync with your body and it will take some time to tune back up. So all of these tips will help with intuitive eating or eating when and what your body wants. I urge you to experiment with these tips and see which work best for you. We are all different and some of these may work better than others for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot this, post your Instagram story and tag me at MorganaLH so I can reshare. Please, please, please keep DMing me your feedback and topics that you want to cover. This is for you. So I want you to get the maximum benefit of what you want to be learning about. I love to hear from you guys. Thank you. And until next time.